Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Alex Welpers, CEO of Rack Attack. Today we talk about how they grew from a 12 to 40 stores in North America, and how they manage the online versus in-store retail experience. Hey, Alex, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Drew. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Tell us a bit about Rack Attack. Yeah, Rack Attack. Um, Rack Attack is a real omni-channel retailer specialized in the rack and overland industry. I think we're pretty much the only continent-wide retailer out there in North America, active in Canada and the U.S. I think we reached our 40 store soon, so a lot of growth over the last few years and very excited to be uh, engaging with the outdoor community uh, in every area of the U.S. and Canada. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool that you're a retailer because it's a little bit different than the people we normally talk to here. But um, share a little bit about you and your background. I'm a bit new to the the rack and overland industry. I joined Rack Attack four years ago, so not that new, but um, relative to to some of my colleagues that are with us since 25 plus years, relatively new in uh, in the rack industry. I've been in the sporting goods industry basically my whole life. Um, worked in in Europe, uh, in Asia before coming to to North America, and um, very excited. Haven't taken on the the opportunity and challenge uh, four years ago, and it's been a really fun ride since uh, since then. And uh, lots more things to come for us. How did uh, you get started with Rack Attack? Yeah, as I said, I joined four years ago when I got approached um, to to look at Rack Attack. Since I'm not from North America, I'm German originally, now Canadian-German, I wasn't too familiar with Rack Attack uh, being more located on the West Coast. I started looking at it, have seen a really unique setup with, with a lot of potential in a really fun industry. And I thought that's um, that's a really interesting approach and, and business model as a hybrid somehow between automotive retail and sporting goods retail. So very yeah. unique uh, position in retail, very service oriented. And that, that triggered me somehow. I, I thought that was a really interesting position with a lot of potential when we looked uh, closer into how the auto market develops in North America and um, I thought nobody's doing this industry better than Rakitec at that point. And we tried to build on it and and even yeah optimize some of the the backend processes. And I think we you're you're never really done. So we maybe made you know seventy percent of where we want to be finally. But it's uh, it was great progress over the last four years, and very excited to see what what's coming up over the next few years. So you guys have both an online retailer and uh, physical stores where you sell um, a number of brands' products, some of the big names in the industry for sure. So what are some of the complexities of like running a retailer and picking products versus being the, the brand that develops the products and knowing what the consumer is looking for? Yeah, as a real omni-channel retailer with stores and and an online business, you have different challenges than if you are specialized on one of the two channels. So you you have to make sure that the customers get the same level of service, expertise, knowledge um, throughout all the different channels. 
and all the different stores that we have. So making sure that that this benchmark is reached in all, all our stores and online is a really important point for us. It's also the customer is a little bit different in-store and online. In-store, obviously, you have a lot more one-on-one personal communication. You know exactly what the interests of the customers are, what the passion of the customers is, and, and you can find solutions with the customer and have a lot more opportunities to, to have that interaction and, and, and discussion with the customer to find the perfect fit. Online, the time is just a bit shorter. We try to replicate the same experience online, but you have to be a, a lot quicker to come to a conclusion, not to lose the customer because the speed of decisions and the distractions that customers have online are, are definitely different than in-store. So it's a little bit of a different approach, but ultimately we try to bring across the same you know, expertise, knowledge, and service to the customer across all our channels. But that's an ongoing uh, task that you face every day because every customer communication is an individual process and every day is, is new and you, you, you learn every day and um, try to give the best service possible. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I was looking at your website and some of the notes that you sent over to me and the personalization is really evident, especially you, know, you have all these quizzes on your website for how to pick the right products. And it um, really shows how you're moving that in-store experience to your online visitors um, and how you can kind of help them and interact with them in a very similar way. Yeah, absolutely. I think every customer wants to be treated um, in a way that he gets personalized and individual solutions. And that's that's really important. We look at every you know, solution, every store, every channel, more from a customer point of view when we start, you know, modifying or building something. So it's really important that the customers feel welcomed and, and that they can kind of orientate themselves in, in our very complex and uh, industry. You, you have to have, you know, in, in most solutions, you have to have some kind of knowledge um, when, when you engage um, in these categories and we try to make it as easy as possible for the customer and, and try to be a real partner in finding the best solution. And, um, you know, every customer is different. You know, you have, you have a water sport customer, you have a winter sport customer, an overland customer, and they're all different. Um, and they want to talk their individual setup and their individual solution. And that's what we are all in for. And that's, that's why it's always um, a different discussion every time. And we try to tailor all our solutions and the website and the stores, you know, from a customer point of view. With managing both like in-store and online sales, how do you measure like marketing attribution and kind of understanding which campaigns are working and, and which are driving sales in-store versus out-of-store? How, how does all that work? Yeah, we, we are really proud that we have a very personalized setup and approach when we communicate with the customer. We do a lot of email marketing and outreach, which is really individualized. That leads to, you know, higher open rates, which are usually 70 plus percent for us and really solid conversions online and in store. So we work very hard on, on local outreach and online reputation and getting, you know, the communities involved somehow in, in our stores. And 
that leads to you know very high MPS scores, which for retail are usually unheard of. And I almost worked my whole life in retail, so our MPS scores are in the last four years always over eighty six points, which is very high for retail. So that shows that customers are really happy with the service we provide and and the solutions we offer, and that that's that's very important. So that proves that our marketing approach is is tailored to what they actually want to hear from us and um yeah that that sh- is is one of the key success factors for us so email marketing and kind of that individual communication is is kind of like your main driver in terms of you know where you put your effort marketing wise yeah it's it's one of the things but uh, as soon as the customer interacts with us in store or online we you know, usually have a starting point of what the customer is looking for or the customer is interested in that opens the discussion and offers an entry point for us to to engage and uh, and continue but it has to be very tailored content and and communication based on what the customer is actually looking for if we would do it broad without individual content we wouldn't see the success that we have now and the conversion and that's very important but that's you know i think important for every retail concept we just have the advantage that we're very specialized on what we do so we we know what the customers are looking for and and we follow up on it with that what what goes into picking the products that you're looking to sell in store yeah i mean first of all our whole team is basically based in our community so everybody that works for racketag in store in the online channel or or in the head office is kind of you know a customer itself uh, somehow we're all you know outdoor people we're all very active you know people in different sports so that's a good starting point because you you live the same life and and have the same questions and look for the same solutions as the customers and and that's a good starting point. And as I said before, we are building assortments for customers when we're not building assortments for brand necessarily. So we try to give the best solutions in a specific product category. And it comes from a customer point of view. So I think a customer wants to have a variety or different options in, in one area. And um, we, we try to offer the best assortment there. And we build the assortment with the customer in mind and um, with with the same questions that a customer would have if, if they look at a product. So what does that product offer for me? Where are the USPs for me? You know, when I when I follow my sport, when I'm out there, does that really help me? You know, what, what are the downfalls? Or would I go more with that product or, or another product? And that's how we build assortments. And we review assortments basically every six months with our in-house teams that talk to customers every day uh, and customers. So we, we have a key group of ambassadors and customers that we connect with on a regular basis. And, and they help us also to to define assortments that they would like to see in the stores. And it's a very dynamic industry that we're, that we're in with, with a lot of movement, uh, new products, innovations are coming up. And you, you really need to have your, your ear out there and see what's happening to, um, to just be up to date and, and have the right products and, and the products that customers are looking for as well. 
Yeah, I think that's super important, especially in this industry where you're constantly wondering, you know, is this product going to fit, you know, on my car or my truck or my van? And then will it work with this other product that I have? And I think that's a really important resource that you guys are trying to provide with, you know, creating the assortments of, you know, you can put all of these things together and you're going to get the best one. It doesn't matter if it's the same brand as this one. And you can get that. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, almost that that proof that you think it's going to work. And probably gives you guys a lot of authority too when you're talking to customers and, and recommending products. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's hundreds of solutions out there in, in different categories. It doesn't matter if it's base roof racks up to very complicated uh, overland and truck installs. You know, customers need guidance in uh, navigating the industry and, and having an honest feedback on what, what works for them. And then having a partner also or a retailer that that helps them getting all of that on their vehicle. And that's that's really, really important um, to be this, this turnkey solution for customers that they find the right product, you know, get through through the decision process for the customer and, and then having the right partner to install and service um, the products as well. How do you analyze the data to know when it's right to open a new physical store? I know that you had mentioned that you guys went from 12 to almost 40 stores now. What goes into planning a new store and you know how much time does it take and all that? Yeah, yeah. as you said, we, we came from a 12-store operation in 2018 um, to close to 40 stores now. So basically within Q1, Next year, I think we will have opened our 40 store. So uh, there has been a lot of growth for us over the last four years with the opportunity that's out there and the customer looking for a concept like, like ours in this space. Uh, it, that obviously brings some challenges. You know, the organization needs to grow. You need to fulfill the promise of knowledge and expertise in every market that you go into staff and talent is basically everything so if we don't have the right store teams and knowledgeable store teams we can't open a new store so there there are a lot of details that have to be in place before we open a new market for us the worst thing is to open a market and and not uh, not be ready on on a lot of different levels but definitely on on the expectation level from the customer and and how the store teams are ready to to talk about every product and to install every product. So a lot of work is done before we actually open a store. So it's basically pipeline and a timeline of of around six to nine months um, from looking at the market, analyzing data in the market, um, looking at different smaller territories or neighborhoods in in the market, you know, talking to customers until, you know, um, then talking to landlords and locations and and moving into a market ultimately but there there's a lot of different steps that that um that have to have to be right before before we open a market um and that's that's what you need to you know you need to go through in every market basically and if you if you open you know 10 to 15 new stores a year that's a funnel and pipeline that you constantly have to be on top on to be able in the end to to open a market. But selecting a market is, is crucial. The, the customer base has to be there. People need to be excited about outdoors and, and sport activities in the market. 
But there's tons of places in Canada and the US that, that have that customer base and they're looking for retailer like us and and we're really excited uh, every time we open a new store it's it's like a new experience and adventure that you have and you learn a lot in, in new markets and uh, it's yeah it's really fun have you found that it's important to tailor each individual store for the market it's in or do you find that mostly the same layout and products work for all of them um, yeah, that's a good question. It's definitely a different approach for for every market in a certain way. We have stores now from, you know, coast to coast and north to south, basically stores in California to stores in the East Coast from Boston to Tampa, stores in uh, in Canada, more, more in mountain regions like Kelowna, Vancouver, and down to Texas uh, or Arizona, Phoenix. So the customer the activities always change a little bit. So you have a base assortment that, that is probably around 60% that doesn't change from store to store because, you know, base racks, bike racks are somehow valid in every market. But then you definitely have a shift between winter sport and more of the overland or, or truck markets. Um, so we, we analyze it pretty heavily before we enter into a market, but markets and customer demands are also changing and our business and stores are set up that we can change assortments and sizes of categories from season to season. So we have a certain opinion when we go into a market and then it's always exciting and interesting to find out if if our view on the market fits. It doesn't fit always, uh, so we are adjusting sometimes faster than we think. But yeah, that's that's part of the fun, you know, to to enter a new market and learn learn new things. In the last two years, we we entered areas and and markets like Phoenix, Arizona, or Dallas, Texas, or Atlanta, Georgia, that we have never been in. And lately, now, I think a month, yeah, I think a month ago, Tampa, Florida. These are real new markets to the rag overland uh, industry somehow, and. It's good to see that the same customer is somehow there and they have the same questions and the same needs, but it's definitely a little bit special when it comes down to activities and what they spend their free time doing. Absolutely. What goes into building the team in these markets? Like you said, like for example, Atlanta, where I am, you know, you have you have a big store here and you had to find people who could work in your store who had the expertise. What goes into that? Do you train them or do you import them or how, how does that work? Yeah, usually that's a very good question. Like I said before, it's teams are everything for us. If if we don't have the right store team or market team, we won't be successful. That's something we know for sure. That's the bottleneck of of every expansion in retail, but I think especially for us in in the outdoor rag overland retail, you need you need teams that that are really comfortable in in the community with the products and and the installation part. So that's a very, very important uh, aspect um, of our business. So knowing that, we usually try to promote and grow with internal staff, which has limitations as well if you're coming from 12 stores and you have 40 stores now. So you can't basically develop internally fast enough to, to have everybody you know, coming, coming from an internal promotion but that's what we look at first when we go into a new market we have somebody internally that was already an assistant store manager 
in another market has experience with us, is ready, wants to step up, wants to also move into a new market. That's the first uh, angle for us. If we don't find that person or that team internally, then we usually go a training route. We start then a little bit earlier. We usually find or look for somebody in the market where we open a store, train in the market, but also outside of the market at some of our uh, flagship stores or bigger stores to give within a couple of months the full range of products and installations. So to train up the store team in a really busy market to be ready once once we open a market in Atlanta or in Tampa and then relocate early enough back into their home market, open the store, build the store, see all the products that are there and every new market, which is not a not a surprise, you know, starts a little bit slower. So the expectations at the beginning when it comes to like time are not that high, like in a busy market. So it's a, a very integrated process of training, training external staff and promoting internal staff to have the right teams in place. That's great. It's cool that you kind of create those opportunities for the people that are already working for you to kind of grow in their careers as you guys expand as well. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges that you guys face? Yeah, we talked a lot about um, one of the key challenges, which which is talent and 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 the right you know teams uh, in different markets. That's I think one of the key challenges for us. Beside that, it's it's just selecting the right markets to grow into and growing from a twelve store organization into a forty store organization, keeping that level of excellence and expert authority in all our stores in all our markets is is one of the biggest challenge which we are which we, we are reaching pretty well and um that makes us really proud I, I think that's in our industry something that that was always challenged and and there were some doubts around you know can you really grow a system like ours and a retailer like Rakitec across the nation into all these different markets with the same level of expert and um, authority, you know, knowledge and service. And we're really happy that we reached it uh, so far. It's an ongoing, you know, challenge every day to make sure we're, we're fulfilling that promise to the customer. But um, that's definitely uh, another challenge besides staff. And then just keeping the community spirit going that we are so known for in Cities that were in 25 years plus, like Denver, Vancouver, Toronto, Portland, Oregon, Boston, you know, the communities know us since a long time. They're always coming to us and we want to build that same connection to to the customer and the communities um, in all the new markets we're moving into. When you just opened, obviously it's not there, but with every day, every customer communication, you build a little bit more. And ultimately, we want to end up at the at the same level. And that's a really fun process. That's exciting and very fulfilling to see that also. And we talked about, you know, NPS scores and, you know, reviews and customer return rates, conversions. That's all That's all fun. And that's like the data side of, of seeing that it works. But it's um, it's the same for new stores. And that, that makes us really happy, you know. It's not like new stores are starting at a much lower level they're starting on the same level they just don't have 
that quantity of customers the first day they open the stores, but they they get the same response in new markets, and that's really um, that's really cool to see. I love it. Uh, before we wrap this up, I want to give you a chance to kind of tell everyone where to find you and maybe um, what they should buy from you next. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, I think everybody should, if they don't know Recatech, should should check us out. We're in forty plus locations now. Hopefully, one location close to to where the listeners are based. I think there's nothing over experiencing a Recatech store themselves, walking in. You know, looking at all the options out there, it's an industry where there's so much out there in products that customers are not aware of that make their, you know, outdoor activity a lot easier and and more fulfilling and more convenient. So checking that out, I think it's always, uh, even for me, when I go to stores, it's always a surprise and exciting to see, you know, what what is the new thing that I should bring on the next weekend trip or you know, when you go biking with your family. So there, there's a lot there in our industry that's exciting to see that the, the brands are also really, you know, stepping up and, and, and coming up with innovations that, that are yeah, providing better solutions to customers. So check out our stores. If you don't have a store close by, we'll hopefully be there soon. So watch out for us uh, coming to your market. And I think you get a similar experience when you visit our, our website, recatech.com. And you you can interact with, you know, all our chat colleagues. Um, uh, you can send us an email if you have specific questions. So we're always there to help and, and get people out there and doing what they love. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. It was great talking to you today. Thanks a lot, Drew. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built on Passion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.